Welcome to In Conversation with Kathleen. I'm Kathleen Kettles. I'm a psychotherapist and I love people and their stories. In each episode, I'll be speaking with a guest about what the word success means to them. And at the end of each interview, I'll be discussing the episode with co-creator and editor Remy. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm speaking to Lynn Bremner, who I met back in 2018. And I met her because I wrote a letter to everybody. Well, I didn't know their names, actually, just to the house occupants of uh, all the houses I'd lived in in my lifetime. That was 27 houses. And Lynn replied, and I liked the cut of her jib from the minute minute I got her email reply. And then I went up to Avis in Murray, northeast of Scotland, met Lynn and just loved meeting her. She oozes kindness. And I just thought, right, this is someone that's staying in my life, whether she likes it or not. So, So we've been sporadically in touch since 2018. And when I started doing this podcast, I thought, Lynn Bremner, I'm going to be in touch with so welcome to the show Lynn. Oh well, thank you thank you for asking me I was thinking about this morning thinking um when I was getting slightly nervous thinking oh I wonder why why she asked me. But what was weird about that letter when I got it is that I had just as part of a, a uni project been looking at everywhere that I had been living and uh, all my past houses so I was like oh this is weird and <laughs> since we've since uh, uh, apart from living in the same house had Several similarities. It's true. It's true. It's it's funny when that happens and you meet somebody who's completely new in your life and you realise there's lots of crossovers. So I want to start by asking you uh, where you are today and what does your life look like right now? What are you doing? Oh, well, it's an easy question to start with. (laughs) Um, I'm at home at my uh, home in Avis with my new dog who I just warned you about in case there's any sporadic barking um he's actually been really 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 good considering um he it's all new to him um so yeah I'm at home I'm I, I work less at this time of year um so I've been really busy in the summer gardening and been busy with art projects which has been great but um but yeah, this morning I'm at home, which is, I love being at home. Like, you know, I think I was made for lockdown. Love just pouring <laughs> back to home with my hens, with my in my garden, getting time to do my own thing. But yeah, then I'm like, oh yeah, I actually need money as well. <laughs> yeah, the minor detail. And it's that, it's that pesky balance thing, isn't it? Just trying to find that that balance. But um, but it's lovely. The sun is shining and I've got my my little stove on with uh, Dino's porridge being ready and uh, the kettle on the stove which makes me very happy simple things simple things that's lovely so next point then what does the word success mean to you well this is kind of the biggie although it's I've been thinking about it and sometimes I think oh well it's simple and then other times um yeah it's it's maybe not because I I think I sort of get thinking about it I get kind of um carried off to thinking about what other people might think but just trying to focus on what I feel mm-hmm. success is. I think it's a largely kind of getting, getting to know yourself, I think, because I think that's been a, although it sounds quite sort of cliched, I think the only thing that I've, that's been a consistent to me throughout my life, because I don't think I really know what else to do, is just following my heart, which sounds a bit, a bit corny, but 
And it's not, I don't think it's always that easy to do that because I've never kind of, you know, made decisions thinking financially, which sometimes I think, why, why, why have I never done that? (laughs) Because it's really difficult not having money, which I've I've not ever really had much of. But, But I think on the back of that, I'm really grateful to have learned a lot of lessons that come with living on very little and you know I've uh, my son's now almost 19 but I've brought him up as a single parent and that's always quite difficult um but through the choices I've made even then you know I didn't want him to be you know after school club and um having basically other people bringing him up so I was always aware that I wanted to be around for him as much as possible which meant I was only really working part-time which you know obviously and the reason a lot of reasons that I think of my own success or what I'm happy with in my life are kind of being grateful and for the things that I've learned throughout not having much money because mm-hmm. I don't think it is about money but then I don't want to pretend that it's like oh yeah money totally doesn't matter and it's mm-hmm. like one of my friends recently I spoke to her she's separated with her husband and we're talking about money and I said you know it's really hard I remember moving to this area and uh and you know wanting to kind of get to know people and but you know and this is the situation I've been in a lot is that you know you don't even have 10 pounds to go yeah I'll come out for coffee with you and it's it's a horrible place to be it's really disempowering and she said to me oh yeah but you seem the sort of person that you know will just kind of get on with it and won't really mind not having money and I thought no it's really horrible not having money really really hard which I think I think there's different levels of not having money. Some people think, oh, I've had to dip into my savings. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it's like, well, no, if you really have that £10 and that's what you've got to think about, right, can I afford to drive to the shop? It's really horrible, especially when you've got a child. So although I'm really grateful for a lot of things I've learned without having money, I still don't want to kind of say it's not important. The the sort of things I've been thinking about that I feel are my success is not to do with money, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't really want to dismiss the fact that I think life's great with no money. Yeah. It's really not. Well, <laughs> it's really good to hear though that you have you've talked there about getting to know yourself and the importance of that, and bringing up your son was the priority, and that has been your. I, I'm saying this, but that has been a great success to you because you made that the thing you wanted to do well without any compromise, and yes, of course, the compromise has been that you didn't work full time and you didn't have lots of money behind you, but you were there giving a steady, stable, loving upbringing to your son. Well, I hope so. And I think um, like there was a period where, you know, quite a prolonged period who went through a really horrible time in school. And and I think largely because it's been sort of me making all the decisions on our behalf. You know, if you tell a child that you're moving, it's going to be great. They're going to go, oh, okay. But I came to the point of going, oh, well, you know, I've made all these decisions. Maybe they've all been the wrong decisions and really sort of doubting myself because it's only me to blame, basically. Uh-huh. So that was a really horrible time. But uh, I met a friend who said, um, I was talking about it, and she said, yeah, she's she had similar kind of feelings of, gosh, I've just uprooted my kids and I didn't really think how they felt about it. You don't really think about what the changes are going to be for them. And, you know, my I moved about as a, <laughs> we've both moved about yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, you know, it does change a lot and you don't know if that's going to be the best move or not. But so what this um, friend reminded me of was that everything I've done, all these decisions that I've made have always been made with love. And I thought they have, they really have, because I, I didn't really, in any of these decisions, I 
pretty much didn't think I had any other option. I just had to go with yeah. what I felt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether I thought, oh, I don't know if I can afford to do that move. You know, I just thought this is what I need to do. I'll somehow make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I guess, luckily, I've managed. I think managed is probably the right word because it's been a real juggle. But I have largely sort of done what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. which I feel really lucky to have managed. Yeah. And you've been successful at doing that. You've, you've well, made that decision and stuck with it. Yeah, I feel um, overall that, that, yeah, I'm really glad that I've done what I've done and and made decisions I've made, although, you know, there's always going to be things that your kids um, hate you for. Maybe <laughs> 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 that's a bit strong, but, you know, you're never <laughs> yeah, a no. perfect parent that does everything right. But, yeah, and so and I'm happy that like, the things that are really important to me are plants and animals and Mm-hmm. You know, that's I've been a gardener for about 20 years and animals although they're not um they're not easy and they're not uh they're not that they can be quite expensive um mm-hmm. as my latest tendril has proven um, <laughs> but I think you know much as I've rescued many animals over the years they've been there for me and they're like a you know I can't can't explain how healing and fantastic animals are so yeah so these so I, I think the choices I've made have kept me sane a couple of years ago um graduated from my art degree which again you know people are like well, what are you going to do with an art degree and I thought well I don't really know but I just want know that I want to do it and it's always something yeah. that I wanted to do and it's not something that I um really could have done before and and I'm so glad I've done it and it's opened up lots of opportunities and so I think following my heart is all I know how to do it, it kind of seems to work for me really I love that Lynn and um, <laughs> following your heart has has given you a life that is really meaningful to you and that the quality that you're talking about here is something that people who are working full-time and like you say putting their kids into after-school clubs that works for some families of course it does but yeah, your priority was mm-hmm. to just be there and be solid and follow your heart and make those decisions based on that so when things were really tough financially or emotionally even because you you know you're on your own with your son and that can be difficult too lovely and difficult at the same time in equal measures what did you do to quieten any self-doubt or the the dialogue that might have been there chastising you as it does sometimes in our own heads you know how did you overcome those kind of obstacles oh well always with walks in the woods walks to the beach which we're really lucky to have lots of here and yeah walks with with the dog it's hard to explain how animals help so much in situations but um but they really do um you know when I was uh, when my son was younger I was a foster carer as well and I always noticed that you know if a child comes to your house they, they don't know what's going on they don't know I'm a foster carer they don't know you know so much that they're just kind of passed by it and it's really confusing for them but there's always been in the house a cat or a dog and that just immediately takes the edge off the situation so much to be said for for animals and their amazingness, but but yeah, music's also um, a huge thing for me. And but sometimes you forget. Sometimes you know, if you forget to do these things, that's when I just lost my my dog that my son grew up with in May, mm. and um, so that was like our family dog, which was really he was only ten, so he wasn't that old. But and I thought, well, I won't get another dog straight away. I'll just um, I'll wait. I'll wait for about a year, and I thought. Oh, why am I waiting for a year? Because I know that my life is not, I know what they give me and it's always yeah. selfish of me to go, no, I, I think I need another dog sooner than that because, and obviously there's so many dogs without homes, but mm-hmm. 
And because I know that with if I don't have a dog, I'm just looking at my dog, they're sitting with his little legs crossed. He's so, yeah. oh. But without a dog, I, I don't go for a walk twice a day. And you think, oh, God, I've got to go for a walk. And you never regret it. You always kind of, I almost think, thank you for making yeah. me come out for a walk in this lovely Brilliant. weather. You, you have got mindfulness down to a fine art, haven't you, really? Well, oh, yeah, yeah I, I guess that word's quite um, used quite a lot now. But yeah, oh. even through my walk in the woods, you know, I'm always really aware of the little things, which I think oh. are the big things. Like the little things that make me feel happy as well are things like, you know, I've been a gardener for myself for many years, but while I was at uni, I went back to work with my um, my friend's company, gardening company in Inverness, which is a good friend of mine, but they, you know, they still use like glyphosate and stuff that I don't use in my gardening. And, and we're very different. We're very good friends. We appreciate our differences. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said to her husband, oh, Lynn's uh, coming back to work in the summer. And she was like, oh, you know, she's just going to be like rescuing worms and moths and things. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I know it's fine. <laughs> <That's> so <cute. laughs> but so, and uh, and this is what um, I realised in um, at uni as well. I was thinking, God, these these deadlines working to like six week deadlines or whatever, I find quite difficult because I'm quite. I mean, actually, this was at a time when when my son was going through a hard time as well, so it wasn't. Um, I don't feel I really indulged in my whole um, course as I could have done, but. Um, I thought, gosh, I'm so slow. I'm just, uh, and then thinking about it and speaking to tutors, I thought, you know, this is how I work. I like taking my time and I like being considerate. I can't, I'm not really good at being rushed. Uh And so I've kind of realised that that's a quality rather than a uh, a sort of a bad thing. And even gardening, I'm like, I'm glad that I stopped to move the worm instead of chopping through it. Yeah, that's right. And so these little things make me really happy. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that I see the little things and, you know, appreciate the little things. I'm really... That's lovely. Yeah. And the art art and gardening are bo- both very much something that can be thought of as being kind of meditative and mindful. But like when you throw a deadline in there, <laughs> it yeah. takes the edge off that, doesn't it? <laughs> and I think I find it really difficult to make decisions until, because there's always so many ways you could go with something. Mm-hmm. until the like night before it has to be handed in you're like all right I'll make a decision now then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right there's some uh, gain to have from a deadline gets it gets it done focuses yeah. the mind <laughs> but, then, but that's interesting because art and gardening are for me really connected and and I thought before I started um my course I thought I'd you know because I feel quite strongly about maybe quite sort of politically about things so I thought oh, I wondered if my artwork was going to be quite um sort of yeah it's kind of more sort of statements about things and I don't know and what I found was that I was just like looking at shadows and leaves and things Mm -hmm. and I thought all right so because this is kind of like the antidote to what is going on in the world. That's really interesting I have a friend who's been a Greenpeace activist for years and we were out walking the other day and, and she said that she's really disheartened that after 20 years of shouting and really you know doing everything she could being proactive to support the cause realized it hadn't made any difference all this you know campaigning and activism and she's so disheartened and yet she's still so passionate and she'll still continue to do things but it was just really sad I thought oh gosh and hearing you say oh is my work going to be political is it going to portray that side of me and actually you're looking at nature and really enjoying putting that peaceful 
beautiful work together. I think that's so powerful too, though. Yeah, because and I think all you know that that came up as well in my morning walk. We went to a, a lovely music festival this year. Um, yeah, this year we're still in this year. Um, <laughs> and Patty Smith was there, and uh, oh, wow. so, so yeah, that um, and I feel I'm quite sort of I'm not hugely articulate and not very good at expressing how I feel through words. So I think um, I always think I should write more, but. Um, but yeah, so Paddy Smith, obviously at the end of her um, power to the people, people of the power uh, song, she's like, you know, use your voice. And that I keep thinking about that. Me and my friends are talking about it. And it's like, you know, and you can use your voice in more ways than than one, obviously. And it's like, yes, I should write because I think I'm, I explain myself better through writing. And I suppose it's like art, artwork as well. You don't really know what's going to happen until you start. And do you do you sell any of your artwork? I have done, but uh, there was a really great um, project I was involved in, Fintron Arts, um, part of the Unexpected Garden. It was actually a government project that I think was kind of after the pandemic, just getting people growing again. So it was a kind of growing art project, which was great. Wow. So it was a kind of community project to get people out together, speaking again and inspiring people to say, oh, well, their doorstep looks really nice with that planter, so maybe I'll do something the same. And that's, um, I think, where I'm more, more interested in sort of art and social practice. Um, just thinking about sort of communities, how our communities are very spread out now. It might be an online community or a, when I was young, my first, um, well, not my first house. I think I moved there when I was about six months old, yeah. um, was in this new cul-de-sac. So I guess lots of people have moved there at the same time. And it was the only cul-de-sac in a little village in the Black Isle, Kobogi. And so largely people had if you had a car you'd have one car per family mm-hmm. if there was a dad then he'd be working so all the mums and kids uh, generally were you know together so they would we all knew each other and you'd know like the old lady that lived at the end house or everybody just knew each other and there was only like one I can remember bonfire night because it was just one bonfire you know and everybody would go there so you knew your community which I think is really doesn't happen so much now because you know people have two cars people drive they work further away people aren't at home during the day it's really well I hope my hope for the future is that things are kind of going a little bit backwards and um but yeah so that's I think where you know I've got lots of lots of ideas for projects like that like my cup of tea project which you know how people don't really pop in for a cup of tea anymore they might arrange coffee or you would you would text you wouldn't just uh-huh. pop in for a cup of tea because that would be probably quite rude now, maybe. <laughs> but, um, but I remember just, you know, people popping in for a cup of tea. So, um, so yeah, one of my ideas, which I haven't um, fully thought through yet, is uh, yeah, going to somebody's for a cup of tea. I think it was, uh, I think there was um, inspired by somebody who ran around Britain. Uh, it did take about a year, but I thought, what a lovely thing to do. But I thought my cup of tea project, so I could go to somebody's for a cup of tea but then they have to tell me where to go next. So if I came to oh, your wow. you would go, well, you could go to my auntie, you know, so the creative part of it would be sort of how I document it. Or That's a lovely idea, yeah. Lynn. I love that. And, you know, the loneliness is such a big problem in the UK and I'm sure across the world, actually, in different different areas of... In, they can be in a city, but they don't know anybody around yeah. them. Yeah, and that's such a really heartwarming way to reach out to people who have not had a conversation with somebody new for the longest time they maybe don't, aren't able to go out to the shops and just have a random chat with a 
um, another customer or a cashier or something. I love that idea. I think that's really great. Yeah, because I, I mean, I notice it even myself. I mean, I, I'm um, a bit of a hermit and I quite like my own company. You know, I was on my own bringing my son up and now I've, you know, been on my own for a long time. But I think I quite like it. You know, people go, oh, you know, lots of my friends are sort of on these dating apps. I think I think I... I don't really imagine what anyone else would be bringing to the party. Absolutely. But, uh, Absolutely. And then I do sometimes forget, you know, then um, I do sometimes forget, you know, I go out to something with friends. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's quite nice having company. But, but again, <laughs> I do feel like coming home again. and Yeah, coming home to your own space and your own animals <laughs> and stuff. It's lovely. So when you were doing your art course, I'm thinking about the art course more than gardening, because when you're gardening, I'm sure you're just head down getting on with it. But at the art course, did you meet people who you felt were kindred spirits? They were just like living a life that was similar to yours or struggling. I'm just thinking about, you know, if you've if you've ever crossed paths with somebody who is at a different part of the journey to you, have you wanted to give them advice about hanging in there or don't stop doing what you're doing because you're doing the right stuff? You know, sometimes we recognize ourselves and the other person and we want to kind of support them if they're at a crossroads themselves. Well, I guess, uh, well, I have to mention Linda because she was my main um, studio buddy throughout my course. And I always say she was my favourite tutor because I got more from her than any of the tutors. Yeah. Sorry, tutors. But, but, but she was great. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she was really helpful to me <laughs> more than the other way around. But yeah. but in my, for, I did a, an NC course um, before I started my degree. And when I first moved away from home and had like jobs in bars and cafes and stuff I was you know really quite shut quiet and then and in my in my internal dialogue would be like oh I'm you know I don't know what, what I'm doing everybody thinks I'm stupid you know just these kind of really like oh yeah. I don't know what I'm doing and, and even now today some people like from my past that have known me when I was younger go um oh, do you know then I you know get on really well with you but I used to think you were really uh unapproachable and intimidating a real snob and I can now, and I've spoken to other people about this who've had similar things and it's usually people that are quite shy but because they're I don't know maybe it's a fake confidence thing but you come across as quite aloof and like as if you're can't be bothered speaking to people yeah. whereas really you're like oh my god if you knew what's going on in my head I was just scared of everyone mm. how does that help people that are you know it's just really strange well you're, you're keeping people away though aren't you and if you're feeling shy yeah. Yeah. then and you're and you're acting that way then people are not going to approach you so you're getting your needs fulfilled in that yeah. in that cycle it's interesting isn't it and that insight that you have about your own shyness yeah know, and recognizing it as you get older, recognizing it in other people and their behaviors. I just love this though, because what we're talking about, you know, is about what does the word success mean to the, the, the person I'm speaking to? And your first thing about, I feel successful because I've worked on getting to know myself. I've mm-hmm. worked on having relationships that are meaningful, you know, with your son. Um, you've prioritized getting out walking, being good to the animals, rescuing animals. It's so wholesome and heartwarming to hear this because. Everybody has a different idea of what success means. And this is, is really fulfilling to hear. And I, I, I now want to make myself go out more. I love being out in nature, but I'm not good yeah. at making myself do it. Yeah, you need a dog then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> My Norwegian forest cat could maybe take me out up a tree or two. <laughs> but no, it's really, it's lovely. And so with regards to the financial side of life now, you're going back to gardening next summer. Uh, yeah, we'll always go, you know, even when I uh, went to uni, I thought, gosh, I wonder how I'm going to 
manage being inside so much because I generally would live outside if it wasn't so cold but um yeah in fact one year I went back after the holidays and I'd been gardening all throughout the holidays and I thought gosh I really need that I can never just give up gardening and mm-hmm. be an artist because it's as well as it going totally hand in hand I need that you know I think gra- uh, gardening is quite literally grounding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you have your hands in the soil it's you know, you're just sort of, it's like you're constantly editing and playing with colour. Well, do you think you'll put any work up for sale? Will you will you have stuff in a gallery, like a shared project or anything? Have you got any plans for that? Um, yeah, well, myself and Linda, who, as I say, was, I was in uni with, yeah, we've always got like random ideas of, we're thinking about uh, an exhibition soon, but yeah, there's all, with lots of ideas, but also the, um, a huge thing that I got from uni was, uh, we had lots of visiting artists coming in to, talk about what they do and how they make a living basically and a lot of it a lot of artists did say yeah well we had to kind of kind of not make any money for the first few years and rely on my partner or whatever and I thought well that's not not everyone can do that you know so it was a bit but I guess there is money out there there's funding out there for random projects um you just have to have the ideas and I thought well I have lots of ideas yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. You know, so that was quite um, heartening to know that the arts haven't totally been forgotten about. And yeah, I think even more now, the project that I was involved in over this summer, and there was different, that was, there was different kind of arms to it um, involving schools and, and different groups of people. Yeah, it is difficult being self-employed and being, I mean, obviously I can work more now that my son's left home. I do have to work around my dog, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good enough. No, I just wondered about that. I wondered if you if you have like a place that people can find you, find your art. Um, not really that I use hugely for my artworks, but you know how I was saying about being a slow worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to um uh, kind of design my website, but yeah, I'll just yeah. write that down. Cool. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. This has been great hearing all that you've done, all that you do to feel successful in your life and it's just so refreshing to hear all of the great stuff that you do from the dog walking to the art to the bringing up your son to focusing on what you need to make you feel like you really know yourself it's been wonderful to talk to you thank you so much well thank you I hope it's not too um going off on lots of tangents which I tend to do it's been lovely to speak to yeah Andrew well I really loved that talking to Lynn just now it was very wholesome fulfilling so grounded even just the way she talks is really it's beautiful you can tell this is somebody who is connected to nature it felt very peaceful and um yeah and wholesome I think that's a that's a really good word to use and it sounds like she is very mindful even if perhaps she she doesn't sort of use that word herself it sounds like a really peaceful life and that's something that she's made for herself as well, which I really like because it's not always been that way. I think um, she's had to make decisions about, you know, about financial things and her priorities, and it feels like she's chosen this way. And and I also love that she acknowledged that you know money does matter to a certain extent, and um, I thought that was important as well. So I really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah. And I liked hearing her describe gardening and art as being so closely linked. Thought that was really powerful and you know before we started recording she was saying you know the dog might bark she's got a new dog and it might bark and um the chicken is in the house her hen is in the house and it requires medication so she might start making a wee noise um if she's not comfortable or whatever and I thought even the picture 
of that. You know, we were looking at how we didn't see the dog or the hen, but, you know, we're looking at Lynn chatting away and you think her life is surrounded by her giving love, Mm. her really thinking about living consciously um, and making really good, kind decisions about her son and also about the animals that she rescues and that she has so much love for. I just really admire that. Mm. And that, yeah, you're right, that image. I just love that image of the animals everywhere and uh, (laughs) looking out the window and, yeah, seeing the nature. And, yeah, what a lovely way to live. Um, And and in contrast to that, hilarious that she was seen as intimidating as well. Um, But actually, that was something that I really related to because I don't feel like an intimidating person. I don't know what you think, but... No, you're not (laughs) When people have talked about when they first met me, they've said he seemed quite serious, quite aloof, sometimes using the word intimidating as well. I started being a bit shocked by that, but now I kind of understand what she was saying, Uh which is actually it was a shyness and it was maybe an awkwardness as well in terms of not knowing how to interact with people. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting as well. Yeah, The longer, the more recordings we do and the, the longer this goes on, the more fascinated I am by how differently individuals view success. And this was quite different today. I'm slightly envious of of Lynn's life. And, you know, I know not having money is not fun and it's, it's not a good place to be. And yet she has a quality to her life that is enviable, actually. And we can really engage with the speed of life as well certainly I live in a city and everything happens so quickly and I've got a to-do list as long as my arm and you know all those things and I got a sense that perhaps that wasn't necessarily the way that she was living and I guess the main message I got from this conversation was follow your heart Uh that was a really lovely marker of success it seemed that that's how she was marking her success was had she managed to live by following her heart and Mm. even if things are difficult financially um she's the decisions that she's made like you said were made with kindness yeah so I'm just gonna be a bit more mindful today I hope it lasts more than today but I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna be in nature I'm gonna walk by the sea uh, and I really want to feel that groundedness that Lynn describes. Loved it. Thanks, mm. Remy. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to In Conversation with Kathleen. I really hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoy making these episodes. In the hope that someone else benefits from listening to the show, please like, subscribe and share. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for listening.